Hello my lovelies, I'm Jay Akronenza and these are going to be our weekly messages. Okay, it is quite late here on a Sunday, so I'm doing this much later than I usually do. Um, I did was going to do it yesterday, I've had quite the week, right? And I know I say that every week, but this week was a little bit different. And I'm, you know, I, I, I know this, that if I'm going through it, there's other people that are going through it. That is the serpent card, perfect card for this week. Um, that comes out. It feels like a bit of a big week. But what do I mean by that? I mean, what do we find big as human beings, right? Um, not really being stuck. We might think feeling stuck is a bit is is a big deal. It isn't because we get used to feeling stuck. It's usually when things pivot or change and or, or we're asked to show up in a different way or to transcend some boundaries and stuff. So that feels big. So I did share it in the Virgo reading. So hopefully you saw that for that Virgo full moon that happened. Um, I think I got the day off. I thought it was on Friday, but it was actually yesterday, Saturday, that the full moon happened. And there's a theme that's been coming out. I actually just talked about it on the Discord server as well. And I want to share with you what I shared in the Aquarius reading. We've still got plenty of planets in Aquarius, even though it's Pisces season. Um, I want to share some Aquarian insight with you, literal Aquarian insight. Which is, I told Aquarius switch it off right just you know switch off your emotions now i want to explain i did explain it to aquarius as well there's context to that right it's not literally i'm never going to feel anything and i'm going to become a sociopath and not have emotions right i have had some deeply emotional days um what day was it i think it was wednesday or something last week something massive happened for me i sat and cried for three hours i was that moved and i knew it wasn't about the thing it was too personal. When you get that upset, it's really about, you know, a person, a situation, I think. No matter how sad it makes you, right? That's Pisces, that compassion, the empathy. And I do want to say this. When it comes to passion and empathy, like, we kind of tout those words as if they're amazing to have, right? They are amazing. Having compassion for other people is amazing. Having love for other people is amazing. Although I don't classify love as an emotion. Um, it's not a feeling. It's an energy that we, I think, we are all made of. Um, everything else is the feeling that stems from that. How we feel like our love is being treated or whatever. Right, anyway, let me get into this. There's loads to share with you guys. So when it comes to an emotion, and, and this is what I was saying to Aquarius, right? I think our job is to feel it fully. So I felt like shit. So I cried for three hours and I was very clear and I said, hey, I, I know that I'm taking this way too personally for it to to just be about the thing, right? No matter how sad or bad or whatever it is. And we can have compassion and empathy. But I want you to think about this. If your therapist, so if you've ever had therapy and you're telling your therapist some like traumatic event that's happened in your life, right? That's really shaken you up. If your therapist had such empathy with you like in a literal sense that they literally feel what you feel and they're a wreck they're sitting there crying they're sitting there traumatized the same as you are how can they help you how do they hold space for you they don't right so there's one thing about understanding emotions our own or other people's and there's another that as the water bearer does, which is to have some distance between you and your emotions. You 
are not your emotions. And some languages actually um, reflect that. I follow a few, I mean, Sagittarius rising, come on. I follow a few um, pages and stuff where they talk about different languages and words in different languages, how it's expressed. And, you know, some languages don't say, I am sad. They will say, I have sadness, right? So it's, uh, it's in English, we say, I am. I'm happy, I'm sad, as if we are that emotion, but we are not our emotions. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have emotions. Like I said, you'd be a bloody psychopath, right? Um, but it's about f how... And, you know, I've heard loads of people out there, because it's Pisces season, they're saying, oh, you have to be in your feelings. You have to know what your feelings are. And trust me, that's a, a lot of my major work over the last few years has been on feelings, has been to feel my feelings, not just think them, because sometimes we can have too much distance because we don't want to feel them. The transformation comes from feeling your feelings but not getting stuck in them. So to feel a feeling is to recognise it and identify it and to know what story it tells you. And so I felt like absolute crap and I shared it. I think it was Wednesday, I don't remember, but it was Wednesday. It was in between the Leo seasonal and the Virgo seasonal. And I felt like absolute crap. And But what I said was, and I shared this, it was in my journal because I journaled for a few you know that's what I do to understand my emotions I will talk about them or journal about them um that allows a bit of distance so I'm experiencing it because I was crying so I was feeling it and I I wrote something like the my worst nightmare is that I'm going to wake up tomorrow and feel fine now you might think hang on a second don't you want to feel fine if you feel like shit don't you want to feel better no because that until I know what the message of that feeling is right? I'm going to go back. That feeling that comes up is an opportunity to recognise something about my life or something about that situation. Now, the thing that upset me was not in my life. It was it was um, to do with Julian Assange, if anyone knows what's been going on in the UK and that situation. It's okay, you don't need to know, but it's something out there that's happening, right, in the news. And it's always upset me, like from, I've been following him from, I don't know, the last 14 years or something, ever since that WikiLeaks stuff, since about 2010. So, you know, I've been aware of him for a long time and it does upset me like it has. But if I hadn't felt it, if I'd just been like, oh no, I can't, I need to switch this off, it's upsetting me, um, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be where I am now. I wouldn't be ready to shed my old skin, like the serpent saying. That's why I'm using this as, as an example. Because I know plenty of you are feeling stuff. But if you know what that feeling is, and don't just dismiss it as like, you know, oh God, I always get like this about that. Because I could have done that. I could have been that, oh, oh God, I've been getting upset about Julian Assange for the last like five years or 10 years or whatever, right? But no, it wasn't that simple. Because once I sat with it, I realised that usually when I get upset or angry or whatever it is, I will blame someone. So it will be like, oh, how could the governments do this to him? Or how could, you know, how could this happen to him? So like, you know, just blame. That's blaming anything out there. This time it was different. And that's why it hit me harder this time. Because I had a lot of shame, um, guilt, responsibility, all of those emotions. But that was from sitting with my feeling. If I had just like, shit, oh my God, I don't want to feel this. Like, get rid of it. I'm going to switch the news off. It wasn't about that. It was an opportunity. It wasn't about the Julian Assange case. That was just an opportunity for me to explore these feelings that came up.
And what I realised around that was that my narrative had changed. The narrative had changed. It was not, how could the US do this? How could the UK do this? It was none of that. It was, how can we allow this? And so when I'm saying, how can we allow this? I'm saying, how can I allow this? Ownership of the emotion. I, I realised that, that whatever this represented, it represented to me a lack of empowerment, a lack of me having options, a lack of me not doing anything, right? or me not doing anything, not a lack of, but me not doing anything. So that's what I mean. So you sit with that emotion long enough. So I was saying to Aquarius, you feel the feeling for long enough. Maybe it's fear or a vision for the future or your worst nightmare, whatever it is. Like you have to be able to feel that feeling. And it's not pleasant. You know, the idea is not to feel good all the time. It's to get really good at feeling the bad shit. Not drowning in it, not being swept away by it. And that is the realisation that this is the message that's coming through. You know, if someone sent you a letter... You don't become the letter, and or if you watch a movie, you don't become the movie. It evokes something in you. It gives you an opportunity to explore um, your thoughts or your feelings, and that's the same uh, thing with your feelings when they come through. It's the music that I posted, right? Whatever you felt about the music, you weren't the music. It was just an opportunity for you to say, oh, God, I don't like this, or, oh, wow, I really like this song. I, I haven't heard this one in ages. We don't become it. And it's the same with the feeling. So we need that kind of, I say it's ear between us and the feeling. And that is the power of Aquarius to do that. Although it gets misused by, misused by a lot of Aquarians because it gets turned into detachment. I don't have to feel, seven of swords, I don't have to feel this. I don't want to feel this. I'm going to avoid this emotion. Where it's the power to fully feel it and to recognise that no matter what we're feeling, we that is what we are then distributing to the world. Um, when we speak, when we interact with other people. So whatever went down for you this past week, this, around this Virgo full moon, whatever, if you face some harsh realities, if you've avoided some harsh realities, right? Has it shown you what you love? Now, why do I say that? We have love, in which is the lovers, but it's called love in this deck, love in the in the future. And we have the nine of water, which is the nine of cups as the goal. What are we grateful for? What are we feeling? There's three nines that come up across the top. Right. This is it. This is it. This is the end. This, this something has ended, guys. The nine is the ending. The ten is the outcome of the ending. So we have the nine of wands, nine of fire, nine of water, nine of cups, and the nine of earth, nine of pentacles. Which one's missing? Nine of swords. It's fear of the future. That's not here. Right. And the way to fully feel something I would say to you is, you know, because I'll say there's people that I love and respect out there who are messengers and teachers in this, right? And it's part of it. And I think part of my next step will be to kind of clarify this shit is when you say like, oh, feel your feelings or, you know, feelings rule, whatever. To a lot of people, you know, that is just going to be that you can just sit there and feel your feelings. That, that that's not what being guided by your feelings is. And with love coming up here, that is the co the connection of the head and the heart. And what do we call a feeling, right? And what is the lesson of that feeling? So if you feel bad and it's like, oh shit, switch it off, I need to get out of here, screw this person, they're toxic, I need to go for a walk. Um, 
that is not listening to your emotion. That emotion is going to come up again and again and again. Because it's trying to give you a message. It's a messenger. And interesting that the messenger of fire comes up here. The knight of wands. So you must understand it. Which isn't always pleasant. and can take a few days. Like I'm, I feel fine today. But even when I was saying. Like people ask me do you feel better. Because I didn't want to feel better. I did not want to. And I was like I'm not okay. And I'm okay with not being okay at the moment. Because I really needed that. To understand how awful I felt about certain things in my life and you know a lot of messages came through that emotion for me but I feel fine today but not in a way like I said oh guys I feel better today I said it on the discord server but I said not in a kind of oh phew thank god that's over I can go back to my life now no it was more of the I feel better because I've kind of assimilated or understood what that feeling meant for now right knight of pentacles next steps only virgo full moon that next step, what is the next step that I take that I've realised that I, I know that there's a new path opening. I know I'm someone else. Like having that emotion or feeling that emotion, it changed me in some way. Maybe you've gone through something similar. And the example I used is um, anyone that knows David Goggins, you know, I love David Goggins. He is the most authentic person that I know of because, uh, because authenticity is not pretty authenticity does not have a fucking cherry on top with a nice bow tied that is not authentic it's raw and you know I'm not saying it has to always be ugly right but it, it's it is raw it's unvarnished you know that's what authentic is and we all have that within us so it's not always pleasant to deal with um and he isn't always pleasant to listen to or to deal with that's what makes him authentic um so what was uh, the thing with him is he's got this thing of if you've ever heard him he says Roger that Roger that to everything but Roger means something and that's what I would say to you with your emotions which Roger stands for the way that he talks about it is um received orders no hang on what was the thing oh received orders given expect results have that with your emotions have you received the orders given by your emotions and what exalt uh, what results can you be expect now that's lovers that's how we know the orders that have been received that's the choice that we make from the orders that have been received but from the nine of cups because it's sat right underneath it all right i've talked a lot already um let's read you i only got two oracle cards didn't do runes or anything Let's read the serpent, the essence. The serpent is the life force of Mother Earth. Earth, sorry. The coiled serpent of the Kundalini brings passion, healing and renewal. She offers us the fruit of the tree of knowledge in the Garden of Eden and reminds us to shed the past the way she sheds her tired old skin. Serpent comes to offer you the forbidden fruit that will set your passion and creativity free. Now I want you to consider this, that when we're talking about, you know, passion and healing, healing is not, I won't feel this anymore. Healing is that your response to that feeling is different. And, you know, I've talked about this, uh, you know, ad nauseum, ad infinitum. I've talked about this so much about what healing is and what healing isn't, right? And too often I think it's that, 
when we're healed, we'll be perfect. We won't have any bad feelings. We'll be totally confident. Nothing's going to feel difficult, right? Good luck with that. You'll be healing forever. It's just that our response to what comes up is different. It doesn't tell us the same story. The orders received are different. That's what healing is. So received orders given, expect results. So then the results will be different as well, right? So let me read this. The invitation. The serpent power of the Kundalini is stirring within your chakras, gently asking you to embrace its mystery. Shed the old skin that you have been so attached to and welcome the vulnerable pink underbelly that will bring you a fresh experience of your life. Your passion and sexuality are awakening. This can be scary. Trust the wisdom of serpent to transform your sensual energies into beautiful original manifestation. Here's the medicine, right? And so if you consider this, the medicine sounds very the devil. And uh, you'll see what I say. When you shed the past gracefully, life will not strip it away with great drama. Indeed, that is something you want to avoid. Do not use your energies to seduce others or allow yourself to be seduced, even by your own ideas. And that is the devil. And that is where we get stuck then. Which is, and you know, the devil is the other side of the coin of the lovers. So it's interesting <clears throat> that the medicine of this very much sounds like the devil to me. I'm going to read you you as well. So keep this up in mind. You've shed this skin. You And think about that. If you have the pink underbelly, you feel raw, right? You're not used to being this version of you. Every, you might be more sensitive. You And that is an act of healing, right? Shedding an old skin is an act of healing. And this is why I say, if we have the notion that healing makes us feel good and wonderful and confident, right? That probably isn't healing. That's, that's, that's not like, I think the act of healing, like obviously at some point you will be, it's not that you're going to feel shit your whole life. Right. But if you have the confidence to try something new, right. Or to react in a different way to your emotions, you will be hypersensitive. If you have the courage to try to create, like, I don't know, say, for example, you've wanted to start a channel like this, right? And you have gotten over insecurities, self-doubt, fears, all of that, and you go to start the channel. So you've shed that old skin that told you you couldn't do it by by doing it. That's what, sh what shedding the skin is, by starting a channel or doing whatever. You will feel more terrified. You'll feel more insecure. But that is a step forward. That is experiencing something new in a different way so that is great progress but i think when we say things like you know oh you have to be in your feelings or understand your feelings um if you've still got the same narrative around your feelings that it's bad to feel this then you won't go forward because you you'll be hell-bent on <clears throat> excuse me trying to make yourself feel good before you do anything <clears throat> and I can just, I mean, I can only share what I've been through and that's not worked in my life. And yet when I've embraced the the suck, as I call it, right? If, when I've embraced that, I always feel great afterwards. Like, it's just amazing that I feel so proud of myself and that I navigated it. Um, and I'm coming out of like a few days of really feeling sad and just... At some moments, even like, it felt so immense... Like looking ahead and thinking like, you know, that's Virgo. 
right? That Virgo thing of looking at the mess and thinking, oh, fuck's sake, this is like too much. We're never going to get this done. Oh, it's the example I used in the, in the, I just remembered in the Virgo reading of Piper. Like, it's just, just get rid of the house. Just burn it down. Like, fuck it. We're never going to finish this. Or we're never going to get it. That's the only way to clear this out. It doesn't have to be that way. Right. And let's read you, you. So you says, the oldest of the Norns, destinies loom. The you lives at the source, at the, at the firstborn root of the tree of eternity. It is from here that the rainbow that holds the world together rises and it is better, sorry, it is here that the true treasure of all legends lies, wisdom, eternal youth and the secret riches of eternity itself. Not the endless past, nor the interminable future, but the eternal present. The angel of you is so deeply rooted in timelessness that the yew tree can easily outlive even the oldest linden. As long ago as the stone age, era the you was the symbol of eternity and the dance of changing forms in nature and the power of self-rejuvenation the you is the greatest goddess's womb and i just want to say that self-rejuvenation for a moment that's healing now why do we i you don't usually hear me talking about healing just because i think there's too many misconceptions around it and a lot of the time what is talked about from healing and i know this from having worked with people is i have to to get people to actually heal, I've had to get them to stop trying to heal. That's what I mean when I say do it on the fly. Like you try something new, you just try an approach. It doesn't mean it's the right approach. The act of trying something new, responding in a different way, seeing the other side of the coin, whatever, that is what healing looks like. And so because Pisces and Virgo are, that's the, that's the axis of healing. That's the axis of service, right? Um, it this is a wonderful time to to kind of delve deep into that those parts of ourselves, but it isn't always pleasant. The you is the great goddess's womb from which all life springs forth and to which all life returns after death to be born again. Since the you leads the soul through the dance of forms, and this is Pisces, right? It has long been planted and summoned in graveyards. The gift of the you, this archetypal mother, is transformation. Be ready to renew yourself in this world or the next and to transcend your present boundaries. What is it that really matters in the face of death? Even death loses its thorns in the all-consuming light of love. Only true, only true change motivated by love. Do you see a theme that's coming up here? Only true change motivated by love matters. On which side of death's doorway this takes place is secondary to love itself. This is cause for celebration as we are all safe and secure within the ever-changing dance of love. Without you's strength, which is to see all aspects of life in relation to death and eternity, we lose ourselves completely. If love no longer informs our consciousness, we become contaminated by fear. Fear of death translates into fear of life itself. Fear of the unknown, of the night and the future, fear of knowledge, fear of the true self. So we try to distract ourselves via consumerism, pleasure seeking and abuse. Now, if you want to put that, you know, I mean, and that's very Scorpio Taurus, but also Pisces Virgo. We consume ourselves with the Virgo parts of nitpicking and the shadow of Virgo. Virgo isn't this, right? But this is what we're releasing with that full moon of like, this needs to be perfect and this needs to be here. And when I've got this right. So, yes, 
the work exists in both, right? It cannot just be internal. It cannot just be spiritual. It cannot just be, oh, I'll do it in my next life, right? That spiritual bypassing stuff. It needs physical expression. But the physical expression must be infused with that internal awareness and knowledge and compassion that we have for ourselves and others. If you look at the bottom row here, they're all major arcanas. So this is like what we come in with are those two, what we're focused on. But this is going forward. This is across the board change in our lives when you look at this energy here. The sun. And because it's the good tarot, they have keywords. So the sun is abundance. Um, love is oneness. And it's called not called the lovers. It's called love. Oneness. It's the about the illusion of separation. And justice is called karma in this deck. What goes around comes around. Right, let's let's begin with, I'm going to begin here with the nine of earth. So all those nines across the top. The nine of earth is the nine of pentacles. And this is where we're, you know, what we're good at. It's what we've achieved. It's um, the work that we've done, the mastery that we have. Let's see what's connected to you. I already feel like I've given the message for the reading, by the way, but let's see how it plays out in the reading. Yeah, Wheel of Fortune. So, I'll tell you what I kind of, um, that Nine of Pentacles is reading to me like the Hermit. That's what it's reading to me. I'll tell you why. Because it's a nine, yes, and it, but it's the Nine of Earth, which is a Virgo card. Um... I think it's Venus in Virgo, the Nine of Pentacles is Venus in Virgo, but it's, that's number, the Hermit is number nine, for, Fortune Fairy in this one, Wheel of Fortune is ten. So when we realise the role that we play, sorry, I think that, I don't know what's going on with my audio today, so I hope it hasn't been going too loud, um, but when we realise, when we do the work of the Hermit, who's realised it was always me how I dealt with things, where I had confidence, where I didn't, what I created, what I gave birth to, the rules that I followed, what I've loved. Like when we, the hermit realises that he is this older guy at the end of his life in some ways, right? You see, that's why he's always aged. Who, without the distractions of anything around him, he understands his own power. Power attracts power. Power begets power. So when we work and this is a wish right so this is a realization of everything that you've achieved and the security that you have right now which came from you your own mastery it's not about getting lost in the past it's the fact that this is who i am this is what i've achieved this is the work that i've done this is how i show up now the wheel of fortune meets us it says well if you've mastered something you're ready for the next phase if you and, and that doesn't mean you've got it amazingly right. You know, sometimes we have to go down into the depths of hell to realise, right, I've gone far enough. I don't need to see any more. I get it. It's bad, right? So we've got the Nine of Earth, um, Nine of Pentacles with the Wheel of Fortune. So this is, I, I kind of feel like this is where our own mastery, the the physical effort and commitments we've made in our lives, where now it it's time for something new. The wheel turns. And it, if you take this kind of literally with the Wheel of Fortune, which talks about change of luck, right? Or a change, I, I don't see it as a change of luck. I see it more as um, a season has changed. It's Jupiter. And Jupiter's been in Taurus for a while now, right? 
and is wrapping up that transit through Taurus. But with the Nine of Pentacles coming up, it's like, okay, so I did what I did for that period. And we looked at this all of, in the Pisces seasonals. Doesn't matter how good it was for you. Doesn't matter how wonderful it was for you. There are things in your life now that you no longer are shedding off the serpent skin. Whether you were the best teacher ever. You know, some of you, it might be literal in your life where the kids have gone off to college now. Like you don't need your, the main focus of your life is not being a parent that there is a new period coming in, there's a new time coming in and, you know, how you engage with that and how you work with that, how you shine from that, the sun here, is something else. You know, it's, there's, a, uh, anyone that's ever read cards or knows this, right, is the fact that the hermit didn't come up there and the hermit could have come up there, the fact that the hermit didn't come up there it couldn't come up there because then I wouldn't have realised that oh, there's only major arcanas here. So that's a message in and of itself. Like more than one card can mean a message and it's the combination. It's really important to know what the cards mean, but it's also an awareness of what came up where and why. So when you've got all minor arcanas at the top in the base reading, that's us. We've been like fumbling around, making our way through life, deciding what we want to do, picking like what we wish for, what makes us happy, what we've been invested in, what we've been working on, what we want to explore, what we're tired of doing, right? So all of that stuff comes up, but that's on us. And I know that because they're all minor arcanas. But that's why we pull clarify. So when you pull the clarify, it says, this is a hermit-like energy. But but the the perspective of that hermit is from a very kind of day-to-day -day, um, awareness. It's not that kind of massive. Anytime Major Arcana comes up, I'm going to look at it across the board. But because it's the Nine of Pentacles, this tells me it's in one area of your life. It, you know, it might be career, family, work, whatever, right? Uh, career and work, same thing, but whatever it is. The awareness has come through that. But it's one role for you has finished. One skin has been shed, represented by this Nine of Pentacles. Let's see what the Nine of Wands and the Nine of... Well, uh, the Messenger of Fire, which is the Knight of Wands, says. The Star. Oh, there's the other thing. The, the reason I shared the Aquarius thing about the emotions at the beginning is because when I was shuffling, if you guys saw, the star fell out. So it's the way if you've got a vision for the future and re remember a vision of the future does not have to be right. I'm going to be the next prime minister of the UK or I'm going to go open a break bakery. It may not be that, especially when we're coming from a minor arcana place with the star coming. These are both fate. These are both cards of fate. When you get Wheel of Fortune and star, they emphasize the relationship between the two. If it's a Venn diagram, right, where do they overlap when it talks about fate? I'm fated to do this. This is a fated time to do this. Like now. If not now, then when? If not me, then who? It's got that feeling to it. And so with the star coming up, it's either you've had this vision for a long time um, or it's something new that's come up, but you're aware that you can't do certain things in a certain way and you know you have to be open. You have to open up to something new. Um. The other thing with the star, especially as it comes up there with, with the nine of wands, it's, it guides us, right? And so it doesn't have, like I said, it, it's Pisces season. We may not know exactly what we want to do. In fact, the next question is not, what do I want to do? It's, who am I? Who do I need to become to do this? 
right? So if your vision is of a, a svelte body and you want to lose weight and be the next David Goggins and stuff, there's steps that you need to take, right? There's steps that you need to take to start working out, to start losing weight, to start doing whatever. But the star isn't about the plan. That's the chariot. The chariot would be where we have the plan and we know how we're going to get this to work and we're going to move forward. The steps that you need to take. But when it's the star, it's what's going to what's going to sustain you along that way. And it might be remembering how shit you felt like in the old uh, the situation. It might be that, you know, there has to be another way. This this feeling or this trust that you have that it doesn't have to be this way. eight of swords now with the knight of wands which is um sagittarian energy of you know a new meaning that's the explorer um the adventurer the curious optimist it's almost like you know that part of you that comes up and says well i could do this and slap down immediately by the eight of swords which is gemini um where it says uh no no you can't you can't do that in fact, you know the Eight of Swords, I think it, it's actually Jupiter in Gemini. <laughs> so that's going to be, I think, I love it. Which, so Jupiter moving into Gemini, which will happen in a few months, it will be that you will, it's going to be shown to you, revealed to you, all the places where you say, I can't, I can't do that. It will emphasise, you know, Jupiter's called a benefic and how wonderful Jupiter is. What I know of Jupiter, right? And I have Jupiter in Aries. And I have... Um, obviously a Sagittarius rising so the ruler of my ascendant is in my fourth house in Aries and one of the things that I know about Jupiter is when he moves into or when it moves into a sign or a new place because it, it exaggerates it blows up it overemphasizes whatever is going on it the you cannot deny the story of what's going on so I get it in general readings that it's not always possible to cover everything, but it can be overblown. Like whatever the state of the situation is of our feelings towards it, our fears around something, they can get blown up by Jupiter. That is a gift. When we only see gifts as something lovely and nice and that feels good to have, right? Then, of course, we're just going to translate Jupiter as... Um, as you know oh yeah i'm gonna get a great gift someone's gonna offer me a job i'm gonna meet the perfect person well jupiter moving into that might show you where you're selling yourself short because you, your boss starts to take really take advantage of you or your relationship starts to fall apart and you're like what the hell i hear it from people all the time hey everyone's saying that you know jupiter and whatever is meant to be lucky for me um and it is jupiter is lucky for you jupiter is showing you what the fuck is wrong with that area that stuff that you might be able to overlook any other time but you can't while jupiter's there so bear that in mind i know i've said it before but it's the way that i work with jupiter and you've got two jupiter cards that come up here so think about that it's whatever you you are saying i want to try something new do something new be someone new, create in a new way it lies beyond that mental trap And that's one relationship here, right? So you're trying to express your creativity in a certain way. And the Eight of Swords is saying, no, mm -mm, you can't do that. 
that's what's being switched up. The, the problem is not that you don't have a vision. The problem is not that you're not good at stuff. The problem is not that, you know, um, you're not sick and tired of certain patterns or whatever in your life. The problem is not that you don't wish for certain things or don't desire certain things or love certain things. This Eight of Swords is the one that slaps it down and says, no, you can't, you can't do that. You... Look how fat you are. You're too old. You're too young. You don't have the time. You're too busy. It's the mental trap. So the star, the nine of cups, these are both wish cards, by the way. They lie beyond that. Now, again, this messenger of um, fire, the knight of wands and the eight of swords, they almost have the energy of the tower, like the devil, right? That's keeping the what you're tempted by, seduced by and it's the t before it gets hit by lightning. But it's not getting hit by lightning. We're the ones that must walk out the door of the tower. We don't need it to be stripped away from us. At this point, right? It's it, Are we able to say, I'm willingly going to leave this tower. Like, it's not right for me. I don't need to be here. The world Saturn right so the nine of cups is a Pisces card as well and I say as well because um the nine of cups is Jupiter in so you got so you see all the Jupiter cards that are coming up there's Jupiter in Pisces so this is what we're grateful for what we wish for what our heart's desire is something has changed around that with the world coming up right that that's you've reached the end of a cycle we've got this theme coming up everywhere i've got aries coming up now four of wands um and it's interesting because the four of bloody hell the four of wands can be interpreted as venus in aries or jupiter in aries so there is a jupiterian theme i haven't looked at the astrology for this week i don't know what's going on so i don't know why jupiter's coming up strongly if there is an astrological influence or it's just the themes of jupiter that come up right but there's an expansive energy which we're going beyond our boundaries self-imposed boundaries even the world shows you know that if that's saturn saturn is boundaries and this is where you've gone as far as you can you've gone as far as you can in that way this is the end this is the most this is the whatever um, the four of wands is to celebrate how far we've come. So when we're not ruining the past, we're not lamenting the fact that we specialized in something, right? It's like, hey, this is the foundation now on which we grow, which a new version of us comes out. I'll get one more. Well, I won't take that. Oh, bloody hell, I'll take it. Three came out. Okay. Come on. <laughs> Not surprising whatsoever. So the fool, of course the fool's going to come up after the world. That to leave what is known, it will be a leap of faith. That's Uranus energy. Um, to leave what is known, you it will always be a leap of faith. If it's not a leap of faith, if you're leaping into the known, right? then you're, you've still got the old skin. Then you're still the old person. And in fact, maybe with the serpent, that's the whole of Pisces season. Because the new person who we are, you know, the I am part, comes up in Aries season. And 
but the five of cups says there may be regrets there may be loss you know that's part of this feeling that i was describing but you've got the knight of swords so we've got two knights that are coming up and we've got sagittarius and gemini coming up and with gemini coming up here that's very much the knight of swords takes action based on his beliefs what are your beliefs and you know with jupiter coming up that will be part of it as well and jupiter is one of the ancient is is the ancient ruler of pisces uh neptune is the modern ruler but jupiter is the ancient ruler of pisces so we've got this all right you know and what i desire and what i wish in my heart and the, what my emotions say how i deal with the nine of cups and it's going to be different for all of us some people live in that imaginary this would be perfect realm and not just pisces people aquarians can do that you know wherever you've got aquarius in your in your chart and please begin to start looking at all of these as where it is in your chart why do i say that is because with love it talks about oneness with aquarius energy and pisces pisces is we are one Aquarius is yes you're an individual but how does it work together with everything else so how does your Aries work with your Cancer and how does your Cancer work with your um, Scorpio energy right you know so that that's that that kind of wholeness comes from our chart we have all have preferences but how do they work together and you have Aquarius somewhere and you have Pisces somewhere and that kind of it's Uranus right the 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 sky god or the the god of the heavens who had this amazing vision of you know he wanted to create these wonderful children with Gaia <coughs> excuse me and would come down every night and you know lay with Gaia but then the reality never lived up to his vision so he would push those kids back down into Gaia into the underworld you know push them down and we do that where it's not perfect where it's not whatever so we push it down it's like oh no it didn't live up to my dreams or my standards and that comes up with this nine of cups the star as well so be mindful of that but to have something truly new you wouldn't i think this is like preparing us to dream a new dream i've i've heard and i said this somewhere else that you know i've heard a lot of talk about pluto and aquarius as if the new era has begun and it's like the invitation is there now to begin it but it it means our consciousness must change and so if if our consciousness hasn't changed it's not just like you know oh, there's new energy here now i think we're beginning to see what is possible i think we're beginning to see that i can feel a different way i can think a different way i can engage with life in a different way but we don't know what that different way is yet it's an exploration yet and so you know that's where i've been very kind of mindful of um one of the ways that I said it is, hey, maybe we're just grateful that, you know, Pluto is no longer in Capricorn. Because it's only just starting. It's going to dip its toe back into Capricorn a little bit later on this year, Pluto. But we haven't fully gotten started. Like, we're, with the opportunities there now to start seeing what we're doing. But it begins with you. That's Aquarius. You are a unique individual. So if you're still doing the same thing or doing whatever, but it just you're just enjoying the fact that it feels different, which great. You know, I hope it does feel different. I hope you are taking all of that in. But to think that you've ended the the reign of we haven't, because there's regrets that we still have. There's still you know new beliefs and new ideas that are coming in, new truths that are coming in. 
we're at the four of wands the four of wands is just celebrating our foot that's like bloody hell we made it right it's that kind of a feeling but you're not ready to pull out the new moves yet but it feels like this week is pivotal in doing that in and it, it's when i say pivot it means you just face a different direction it doesn't mean you achieve anything or that you've done anything it's you're ready to go in a direction that you may have never considered before let's get i mean the world and the fool that is no man's land right we want the magician for the new beginning um so with the sun coming out it's abundance it's where we return to, to face the sun you get the star in the sun this is where we get to we turn and face the sun we turn and face whether whether we feel there's potential oh god look two of swords see it's a decision there are t and this may be what you experience but it's clarity you will experience within yourself this week where the old world meets the new world that's within you the world and this and no matter what the old world world was you're tired of it you know it's not what you've you, you know you've grown out of it or it's not your heart's desire anymore or you've mastered it right it's still known it's still tempting because it's a skin that you know it's a version of yourself that you know And so with the two of swords, especially with justice coming up, it's Libra energy, right? With the nodes, there's a there's a sense here of with you, but you see it clearly. And it might have been going on for a while, where you clearly see where the old world is colliding with the new. Within yourself, your own old world and new world, right? Your old um inner reality. You can't make this shit up. Look, the lovers. get one more five of swords conflict uh, so the five of cups five of swords we've got regress uh, regret lost missed opportunities coming up with that it's for grief the five of cups the grief card it's an agent of chaos the five of swords is i don't you know is it w worth it or not it's a, it's an empty victory with the five of swords it is a victory card but it's an empty victory in that it costs us something that is a trade-off now here's the deal though right and i say this to the water signs a lot which is when it when the water starts to rise right uh, especially pisces so we'll talk about pisces because it's pisces season we all have pisces somewhere when the water starts to rise we don't trust in our ability to swim we try to go to higher ground and higher ground means we retreat to the logic of our mind and that is putting a lot of pressure on our excuse me <coughs> in a knight of swords to come up with all the answers now imagine that that's why i was talking about the inner team i want you to imagine your your rational logical mental part right who is really good at coming up with a plan and saying all right we're going to do this or yeah all right we can do that we can achieve that but instead of just having it as the one who who comes up with how we do it right what do we have to say what do we do how do we understand this we're putting all the pressure on it and saying right you need to come up with what's the best thing to make me feel better imagine you had someone in your team like that where what you want them to do is follow instruction instructions right so you're saying to them that it's your job to do the data entry 
to make sure the phone calls are made to communicate that to people. But instead of that, everyone just walks into the, the meeting and says to that one person whose job it is to facilitate, it facilitates. Remember that. It facilitates stuff. And we're saying to that, right, you need to make all of us feel better. None of us know what we're doing. We all feel like shit. Make us feel better. It's that part of you is not designed to do that. And, it, you know, if it has to, it will just cut things out. It will just say, all right, so you, you're, what are you feeling crap about? You feel, all right, we'll cut it out. Let's get rid of that. We'll get rid of that client. We won't do this then. We'll get rid of everything. The sword just slices, slices, slices. You're left with nothing. You know, if it's like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm frustrated because I'm not getting what I love. And it's like, okay, well, let's just get rid of the need to love. It's problem solved, right? You don't need to love anything. And I say this because even though Gemini is coming up, this is that very Virgo. Virgo is ruled by Mercury as well. We'll just get rid of it. That's not going to help. And with the two of swords, five of swords, it's clarity on where we do that. It's clarity on where we try to simplify love. Now, I had a whole thing about this yesterday. It's one of the reasons I didn't do this reading yesterday because I was going through it myself. But it's making sense here in this context. A lot of the time, what we want to reduce things down to two of swords is we want to do the right thing for the right reasons, right? In ourselves. Think about that. That, oh, because I love this, then the right thing to do would be this. And then we we want to dis we want to distinguish that or the antithesis to that is doing the wrong thing for the wrong reason. Um, which might be, you know, we might look out there. I don't know. I'm trying to think of something. I don't know. You might watch a serial killer documentary or something and they're like, very clearly, that is a person who's doing the wrong thing for the wrong reasons, for their own selfish, whatever, like, you know whatever's going on like you can have those urges serial killer urges but the wrong reason but you might do the right thing which is go talk to a therapist about it i've got problems i'm getting having these kind of thoughts coming up or whatever so it's that distinct but a lot of the time we try to break it down two of swords into oh, i want to do the right thing for the right reason and i don't want to do the wrong thing for the wrong reason i don't want to do that but life is not that simple so many times we do the wrong thing for the right reasons, which is our intention, right? So because I love you, I might keep the truth from you. I might meddle behind your back. I might lie to you because I don't want you to feel bad. You know, those are the wrong things. That's n And when I say wrong, again, we have to look at, well, what's the outcome that we want? Well, if I want a deeper, honest, authentic connection with you, right, then it's not my job just to keep you safe. It's my job to open up and reveal myself to you that's the lovers good bad ugly i reveal that to you i'm open about that now the other one is you what was i saying that was doing the wrong thing for the right reason right but the other part of that is when we we do the right thing for the wrong reason i spent the day with someone like this the other day who they're so lovely to me like, i cannot emphasize how lovely they are they love me um into not not this kind of love but they they are lovely to me um for all the wrong reasons because of their insecure they um have no self-worth so they have put self-worth on things like intellect education um, knowledge about certain things right so because i represent those things 
that the the reasons are wrong like you know they don't like me for me they like me for what i represent about their own self-worth issues but if you go by the surface it's like well that's that's one of my coolest friends or that's one of my best people in my life and it's like no they're not and so if i was unable to recognize that this person is doing all the right things for me but for the wrong reasons if I wasn't able, I'd be disappointed. And I guarantee you, and I'll let you guys know in a few months when it happens, is that can switch very quickly. That's a very fickle, superficial way of connecting with people. Because if you have self-worth issues, no one can resolve them for you forever. You know, you can kid yourself that this person's in my life, so I must be worth something if this person's in my life. But that is not sustainable that's the devil aspect of the serpent that's a seduction and we have a very shallow connection and you know until this kind of changes i don't need it to i have deep connections in my life but it's the awareness of just you know we're not just going to face up someone who says something really awful to us and it's also who's observing right I might do something which to me is the right reason, is the right thing for the right reason. Someone else will look at it and think, what a bitch. How could she do that? So there's a lot to take in. And that's what's going on at the moment. But you're cutting through to your core. Re like, you, What is it that you love? Like, What is the core, the kernel of love and truth here? And if you're, going, if you're out there listening to other people and stuff, like, one of the things I would just take to heart I get it. When we're discussing things, we do not have the time in a reading or whatever. I know somebody needs to tell me that. <coughs> Excuse me. To break it down. Like there's a book that could be written on any of those things. How do you feel your feelings? So when someone says to you, right, you need to feel your feelings. This is what it means. It means understand what you're trying to love in that moment. If your feeling is one of shame right? What you're actually saying, or one example of this, when we're talking about love is, I can't love myself if I'm like this. Like, I've got no right to love myself if I'm this awful a person or if I regard myself in this way. It will always boil down to love. Always. And when you can recognise what that statement of love is within the, the shame, the guilt, the happiness, Right. It's like, say, for example, I was happy with that person I was describing who doesn't really who thinks they really like me, but they don't really. Right. But if 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 I was like, oh, my God, like, look at this person, they're really lovely. And, they're, and I start you know, thinking that that's my friend. They're not my friend. There's no depth to that. I'm like a designer handbag or, you know, um, the the perfect kind of that. That's that's what I represent to that person, which means I can be discarded in that way as well. Why? Because that person has no self-worth. They're only worth loving if they have, you know, the right accessories, whether that's a handbag or a person. And it's not about judging people. It's understanding. That's justice. It's understanding these dynamics within ourselves and within others. There's, um, you know, and because I've seen it in this person, I've questioned it in myself as well. And one of the things I question is people that I knew and I'd met and I thought, oh, I'm going to really like this person. But I'm doing the same thing because I feel seen, because I feel understood, right? Whether they do or not. 
now I've given a few examples. It's way more complicated than that. Yet it's also clearer to you and yourself because that is a part of where you make that mental trap, why you can't do certain things. So you have to let me know what this dynamic is. But here's the beauty of it. With the sun there, there is clarity on this. It may not be comfortable, but you will be clear on it. So whatever you've got going on at the moment, be aware of your in yourself of, you know, why? Why is this here? Um, with the whole Julian Assange stuff, like I can just tell you, like that, even picking something way out there is... I was going to be a journalist. That's one of the things that I wanted to be was a journalist. I would never be a journalist now because I just think journalism as a profession is pretty fucking corrupted along with everything else, right? Um, there's not a lot of truth seeking that goes on. But I could have been a journalist and I could be that person sat rotting in a prison right now because I would have done the same thing. If your dedication is to truth, Knight of Swords, right, that you then face the consequences of whatever it is that you decide that you're going to do um so is there like shame or is there regret that i didn't like follow that path and not that i want to be sat in a prison somewhere dying but you know do you know what i mean like it very that's what pisces does it brings up all these feelings but your mind can help you to discern it that's just what that's what i mean it's just when you you but you must give the instructions to the mind like it's almost like an internal therapy talk with yourself but remember, the mind doesn't feel. It doesn't feel. So your feelings part have to feel it. It's like the, the lovers, that's what the lovers are. And if you think about it, um, the masculine part is what is represented by fire and um, if. Right? The masculine aspect of it is fire and if. And the feminine part is water and earth. And the lovers brings this all together. I don't think there's, I have anything more to add to that. But it, it is nuanced, guys. But get to the core of it, right? Of that. So part of my thing was that all that regret, you know, shame. Well, did I, the path taken, like, what did I do? But also for me, over the years, my, you know I'm dedicated to freedom of speech. You know, that's, if, if I had a cause, it's the freedom of speech. I do not want anyone shut down. Let them speak. I don't believe in that. I don't care who it is. That, that The argument of they should not have a platform. No. I want to know. No matter how, in fact, freedom of speech, I think, applies to the, the most wrong kind of speech. Because we do ourselves no service by thinking that by kidding ourselves that oh that person's a problem or this doesn't exist and we want to know what exists in our world we want to know what is out there so that we can bring it in and the prop i mean the most problematic even evil people in the world we need to know that they exist in society so that we're actually safer by admitting that by pretending like get not giving them a platform and pretending they don't exist pushing them underground right because they don't fit our utopian vision of what we're capable of we don't do ourselves any service by doing that. But even with that, like, it sounds great, right? Saying all of that. First question I have to ask myself, love, where am I censoring myself? That if I'm so dedicated to freedom of speech, it means I'm not saying some shit. Because I wouldn't be trying to make this a thing out in the world if I wasn't censoring myself, if I didn't feel like I was shut down. 
And that's the love that, you know, that do I love myself enough to be able to give myself freedom of speech? Because anything we fight for in the world is something that, you know, we we need for ourselves. That's just one very superficial example. You're going to have your own that come up. I know parents who are hypersensitive and overprotective of their children because their own inner child is so battered and bruised and criticised by themselves. I'm a shit parent, I'm a this, and it's like, but I'm going to save, you know, by overcompensating and protecting your actual child, it, it doesn't change the fact that you are an abusive little shit to your own inner child. So this is what I find with this lovers and what's coming up here and with this Piscean energy. Right, let's get on to this love. Ooh. King of Pentacles. King of Pentacles came up a lot in um in the seasonals. Wow. Another oh, well, there we go. Finally the nine of swords, right? Um okay, cool. We got all the nines here. This is the ending, guys. This week ends um a number of things. But let's get one more. beautiful all right <clears throat> so in the future one with lovers coming up which is love and in fact you know what i'll read you it from the book the, everyone knows this the whole reason i got the good tarot way back years ago was for the lovers card because the lovers for me is love this is what it says love oneness in all of life there is only the illusion of separation in fact we are all reflections of one another when i make choices I tend to see things as either or. What if every choice I make is about an experience, a sharing and an exp exploring? We've got the Knight of Wands there. Um, the lovers, right? All the sharing uh, and exploring. So when I choose to see the unity in all things, magic abounds. Love is all around me. Spirit loves me unconditionally and I can give and receive abundant love. And that's what each act would be, a sharing of love, a giving of love. Now, here's the difference, right? So we're kind of battling it out, like, what's the truth? What do we do? Either or, this or that. Justice says it's this and that. You take everything into consideration and you balance all sides of it. So with love coming up here, the oneness of all things, the King of Pentacles knows what he's committed to. And that's what you would be with the Nine of Cups there. What is it that you're committed to? What experience are you committed to? Now, that doesn't mean like feeling happy all the time. If you, you might be committed to feeling happy all the time, that's fine. You can be committed to feeling happy all the time. But only if you're coming from the awareness of that's going to be my process, that my centre is going to be happiness with the understanding that my pendulum is going to swing out. But that is my guiding star. So that's your star would be happiness. Does that make sense? So in that not that i literally experience happiness every minute of every day but that is what brings me back to center is that ha i've made happiness my nine of cups my star or love or connection or honesty or truth right whatever it is understanding that there will be times when you're confused when you're not clear when you won't know what the answer is but what guides you in that moment brings you back to center the star right will be okay what is truth in this situation only you can decide that for yourself, what that is, what that star is, what guides you. 
And that's your commitment then. That's love. You love yourself to back to center with whatever that commitment is that you have with this. The nine of swords here. So have you got all the nines here, which, which we're done with? The one that is left is the fear of the future. When you commit to love, you will face the future without fear. Like then you, 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 you realize I've got fears of the future, but because you know what you're committed to, what that star is, what guides you, what, what you're, I mean, this is a socially responsible, um, kings always are, right? But the queen of wands coming up with this means that's then you show up from that place. When you know what you love and what your story about love is, whether it's, I can't love myself if I do this and I can't love other people if they are like that, right? But your commitment is to what feels, what you're grateful for, what fills your heart with desire. It's not what you don't want, it's what you do want. Realising that that is what creates your process. That is what is going to turbocharge your attention, what you speak. It It's not about having it 100% of the time. It's what you use your resources to, to in service of that. Right. So if I love and I'm the king of pentacles and I say, right, I'm all about love. Right. I'm all about love. That means sometimes I will have unloving thoughts. That means sometimes I will reject love out in the world. It means all of that stuff. But it means that I will understand that when I act in that way, it's because not because I'm it's I won't have been in that moment of love It's because I'll be afraid of the future or coming up with this. What's going to happen? This restlessness, this stress, this anxiety, which we all have. So the Queen of Wands is about embodying it. But well, I will allow that commitment to, to um, inform or inspire whatever word you want to use, how I show up. The things that I want and how I go for them. You've got Aries and Taurus coming up here. I mean, this could be referring to Aries and Taurus seasons. The advice is justice, which means to consider all of this. The stuff, well, I just did it for you, went through the reading and did it. But it's this and that. It's not this or that. Bloody hell, can you make this shit up? Justice. Balance. That's what's needed. It's it's all of this is true. Remember, if you let the king of if you let sorry, if you let the knight of swords free reign on his own, your mind, your mind is just gonna tell you what needs to be cut out. That person upsets me. Get rid of him. This job is stressful. Get rid of it. Oh no, I'm getting too much anxiety at the thought of going to my sister's wedding. Like, we're not gonna go. Because the mind doesn't know anything else. It just knows the simplest way. If you just say, like, help me, help me stop feeling this, it will do that. Whereas if you ask the feeling, like, what are you trying to tell me feeling? Like, why are you coming up? Why is the anxiety coming up? And it might be that, you know, shame around being a bad sister. It might be shame around uh, presenting your ideas if you get it wrong. Like, what is the truth of the feeling? And when the feeling says, oh, well, you're just worried about being a bad sister to someone like, you know, because you love your sister so much, you're, you're afraid that you'll mess their day up. You tell the Knight of Swords that saying, well, how can I, how can I, you know, show up for my sister's wedding, but do it in the best way possible where I'm not that. The Knight of Swords then will come up with the idea saying, hey, why don't you tell your sister? Why don't you say to your sister, hey, can you tell me clearly, like, what would you like me to do? How can I help you on your wedding day? Different solution-based 
That's what the knights or the, the, the ear is good for. But if you just go in and say, I don't want to feel this feeling, like help me out. Knight of Swords is going to say, get rid of it. Get rid of that person. Get rid of that event. Let's just, you know, that's how you'll get rid of the feeling. Remove the trigger of the feeling. Because the knight doesn't know this knight of swords or your feelings don't that your sorry your mind your it doesn't know anything about feelings. It will just say get rid of them. We'll come up with something um, simple, some solution. But justice says it must be both. How do we balance both? Three of wands. So three of wands is remember our expectations must be based on the actions that we take. But it was, this is about facing in the direction where we want the results to come from. That will decide what we need to balance. Get one more. Whoa. Of course it's the Queen of Cups that comes up. The first gift of your feelings is to yourself. That's the Queen of Cups reminds us. This is not about getting lost in your feelings. This is about what is the gift of those feelings? What is the answer that is coming through for right now? And for right now, it may be telling you about fears of the future. Like fears of the future, that means your mind has gone too far in the future. Um, and even that, right? So if your mind's gone too far in the future and it's saying, well, this could happen and they could laugh at you and they could do whatever, right? Protect us. It's trying to protect us. The Knight of Swords is trying to protect you in that moment. It's still based on what you do now, right? Fears of the future are still back from the present place. Like we can only have those fears about the future from the present. And so if it's like, you know, I'm going to fail my exam. I've got an exam next month. I'm going to fail it. Knight of Swords say, the, the Knight of Swords answer is to cut it out, right? It's saying, well, don't go do the exam. Like, just don't do it. Whereas if it's the emotions, it's understanding that that feeling is a fear of failure. And it's like, okay, well, I could still fail it. It's fine. But Knight of Swords job would be, what is the study plan? How do we go over this the best way? Like they must work together. That's the lovers. The fact that the Two of Swords comes up with the lovers and the lovers and justice, right? I don't know what decision gets made this week, but there is a fucking decision. There's too many decision cards in that bottom. But remember the work of that Knight of Swords of your mind that it will tell you to get rid of, like, I have to deal with this. Whereas your heart is about, because that's, at the end of the day, whether you want something or whether you don't want something, it's because you want or don't want a feeling. Once you get good with how you feel that feeling and understanding that if it comes through, it means something, then you don't mind what feelings come through because, I mean, you have a preference, obviously, but you also see the worth of all feelings. They're a gift to you. I was talking about this with um, some of my friends yesterday and some of you may remember the talk that I did that, <coughs> excuse me, you know, self-worth, when you know your worth, right, it, it's, you generally have like a healthy appreciation for who you are, your ability to deal with things and what you commit to and how you do things and all the rest of it. But your self-esteem is meant to fluctuate. You're not, you're not ever, ever going to be completely high on both. I feel good about myself all the time. Like, show me a person who does that, you know, and I'll show you a narcissist. I'll show you someone who projects all this stuff. If if somebody tells me, 
I've got high self-worth and high self-esteem all the time, all the time. And if I said to them, what are the people like in your life? They'd probably tell me, oh, they're shit. This person's always doing this. Everyone just always lets me down, whatever. And it's like, that's a person who doesn't have a relationship with their own self-esteem. Your self-worth is theirs and you will try your best. I will usually aim to be honest or I will try to do that. Like you recognise those things about yourself. But self-esteem fluctuates. You will fail at exams. You will be have an argument with your best friend. You know, you will, things will not work out the way you want them to. And then it is natural to feel bad about that. To think, oh shit, I messed up. Or to think, oh my God, I did really well. Like your self-esteem goes up. I'm really proud of myself that I did that. That's normal. That's natural, that range. But the self-worth, right, that that is usually more stable of, you know, I'm, I know I'm trying my best. I know that, you know, I'm tr always trying to show up and be helpful and whatever. I don't always achieve it. I don't always get it right. But they're two separate things. And that's what we're actually balancing here with justice. But in terms of making a decision. The self-worth in making a decision is going to say, we're going to do our best. We'll try. We'll pick up the skills. We'll learn. We'll do whatever. We'll adapt. We'll change. We'll do that self-worth because we know that about ourselves, that we'll do that. But the, because of that self-worth, we're, all, all, we're also ready for the self-esteem to fluctuate. That I may not win. I may not get it right. People may laugh at me. I may do the wrong thing. But my self-worth will keep me stable, will keep me balanced. There you go, lovelies. I hope that helps. Um, I hope you let me know how you get on with this week. That was a bit of a... Whew, I don't even know. I don't even... It's not even intense. I don't know what this reading was, but... Two of Swords, decision. Lovers, decision. Lovers, decision. The King of Pentacles, commitment. Queen of Wands, embodiment, showing up in that way. Nine of Swords is despite fears of the future. Justice, justice, decisions. Considering all factors and balancing it and making a decision from that facing in the direction you want to go because there's action coming as Aries energy but Queen of Cups knowing that any emotion that comes up is a gift to me first I own it it's in my cup there you go I love you guys please don't forget to like share subscribe if you'd like to make a donation that would be very very um, appreciated all the information is in the description thank you to everyone that does make donations and helps make this work happen. I couldn't do it without you. Anyway, I love you. I will see you next time. That's all for now. Goodbye.